Bills and Scott Gerrard, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a busy week for the Aggies preparing for the Air Force Academy. Never easy prep for that game. But uh, Blake Anderson, head coach of Utah State, kind enough to join us here on the Smart Rain Guest Line. Coach, how are you? Hey, Coach. I'm doing good this morning. Good morning, guys. Good to catch up with you as always. Uh, how much uh, difficult is this prep week as opposed to uh, normal weeks when you have to get ready for Air Force? Well, for the defensive staff, it's crazy different. Uh, you just you just don't see the triple, you know, all year. This is the only time we're going to see it, and and getting ready for it within a few days is is uh, is, is super difficult. We we do spend some time during the off season, spend some time during the summer. Obviously, take some days in fall camp to dedicate some work, but it, it's just you know that's that's great. It, it just doesn't do what what you have to do during the week of to really get prepared for it. Uh, scout team has a tremendous task to try to make it look believable and look real and, and execute it in a way that actually gives us some good some good work. But even with all that being said, how you adapt in the game is is probably the biggest key. So this is a, this is a crazy week for us defensively, you know, more than anything. Coach, really quick, I wanted to take a jump back and just look at this game over the weekend against North Dakota. And, you know, I talked to Scotty quite a bit about that first quarter, and there were a few drives that went down the field pretty quickly, and then you guys turned off the valve. I'm curious, what what happened in that first quarter where they were able to drive like they did? And then what did you and your staff do to – almost just turn it off completely yeah i think it's a combination of a couple of things number one you got to give them credit they executed really really well uh, they had a good plan they scripted i think you know what they wanted to do early against us a lot of misdirection and eye candy and and um just trying to to confuse us and keep us off balance and they did a great job of it they blocked well up front executed quarterback connected the dots when he had to and and we had a lot of respect for what they were capable of coming in but as you watch the tape and you really watch us, I think our guys were super excited to play. The energy level was off the charts good when we came into the stadium. Packed house, the student section rocking. I mean, just uh, it all played into us being a little distracted. Uh, I think our eye discipline and then technically we just did not play well defensively in the first quarter at all. We, we, we were not in areas where we're supposed to be in the cover three uh, technique and corners up playing. Uh, something low that, that kind of got his eyes. We're supposed to be playing man coverage and corners looking in the backfield. We're supposed to have the tight end and linebackers' eyes are on the misdirection. So just things that we did, kind of a, kind of sloppy play, undisciplined. I think we were just guys were hyped up, excited, and, and really didn't settle in and focus on their job. So the change, honestly, was just to simplify and get kind of get back to doing what we're supposed to do. We didn't change the defense. We didn't rewrite the script. We simplified the calls, put them in coverages that they'd already been in, and they started doing what they're supposed to do. Um, the effort level was great all night, so it really just came down to the details of doing the little things right. And when is, they did that, you saw a really good defense. This game is so wacky, isn't it, Coach? It's just yeah, wacky. Yeah, it's crazy. It, uh, it, it is nuts how you can, can with the same, same call sheet on offense or defense, go from playing very poorly to playing very well. And it can, you, it's like a light switch. It just, you know, the guys got it. They figure, hey, like, hey, calm down. Just do what we ask. 
and and put your eyes where they're supposed to be and, and start letting the athletic ability take over. And little by little, it did. Gave up three points in three quarters after after we went through a really, really rocky first quarter. You know, i got to imagine, too, and, and North Dakota's a really, really good team, and so no disrespect when I say this, but but that's probably got to be a really good message in saying if you aren't doing your assignments and you mess up, this is what can happen against an FCS team. Imagine what Air Force can do if you're not assignment sound. Well, it's even more of a concern this week because yeah. they make you have to be assignment sound with, with the operation of, of the triple. I mean, you can't. If you got the quarterback, you can't try to tackle the dive. If you've got the pitch, you can't try to take the quarterback. I mean, everything, and then the play action that plays off of it. If you're not, you know, if you're not assignment sound this week, they expose you. And it's not just, it's not just little things. It's it's dudes running open down field with nobody around them. It's a pitch guy with nobody to take him. It's, I mean, it, it is the it is the week of details more than any other. Uh, that you play all year, and they they thrive on you making mistakes. They thrive on execution of a system that's hard to to prepare for and hard to simulate. And if we go out and play, I told the the, the team yesterday in the meeting, if we go out and play defense like we played in the first quarter, these guys will absolutely run the table on us. If we play like we played, you know, quarter two through th- uh, two four, I mean, we've got a great uh, you know chance to shut these guys down with discipline football because we are playing with tremendous energy and effort we are flying to the ball but we got to be in the right spots with the right people with the right techniques and and that's the difference between quarter one and quarter two three and four i had a chance to play in this game against air force three times and i prepared for him and I, I hated it every time and i've always thought to myself coach if i was coaching or if i was a defensive coordinator I would grab film, throw it on an iPad, and when I had my chance to say anything to the officials pregame, I'd show them so many different high-lows. And I'd ask them, how does Air Force get away with this? How can we not? We can't do a single one of these. And But Air Force, they can high-low you to death. It wrecked my knees. It wrecked my ankles. I always came out of that game jacked up. And it was so irritating to me that they allowed that to happen. Do you have a chance to speak with officials? Do coordinators get a chance to speak with officials before this game and say, will you please watch the high-low? Because they're common. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked to them before, and, and there's been a lot of conversations in the offseason with the officiating crews and, and really the people that kind of point them in certain directions for what is an emphasis. They have changed some of the rules as to what they can and cannot do. But you're right, there are still just some inherent things about this particular offense that, that frustrate you up front and, and the ability to, you know, to block on the back of your legs and, and to get you in some positions where you're being cracked on or, or cut blocked in, in very, very uncomfortable positions uh, is always frustrating. We talk to them, we alert them, and at the end of the day, you're at the mercy of, of what they see a foul, what they can visually see with the pile of people. And, and hoping that you can get out of a game healthy and also can play the defense that you go into play, that you can get to the places you need to, that you're going to be, you know, that you're going to have an opportunity to do those things. Well, as usual, it usually comes back to your, your fullback, and, and he seems to be getting the majority of the carries. He's got 54 carries so far. The quarterback's got 33, and then a big drop-off after that. But let's talk about Brad Roberts and what you see out of him. Uh, number 20, he seems like he's your stereotypical fullback at Air Force that can just, uh, that can just get you on any, on any play. 
Yeah, he's a he's a downhill physical runner. He's not trying to do a whole lot of flashy stuff. Just lower the shoulder and and get the three or four. You know, if they can get three or four yards on first down, they're right where they want to be. Uh, if, if they can get you, you know, three yards, three yards, three yards, they don't mind going for it on fourth and one at all. You can tell with those numbers that that it starts with a dive play. You have to stop it to get them to move to the other areas, and then you have to rally and show that you can defend those too. And, you know, Mike Deason, the offense coordinator there, he's been running this system for a very, very long time. And and they're going to test each area. And then when you take something away, they get a counter that comes off of it. And when you take that away, they get a play action that comes off of that. I mean, you, you have to be right where you're supposed to be. As I mentioned, they wait for you to make the mistake so that they can exploit it. Uh, big test for our guys this week. And, and he does a great job of coming downhill and playing physical and falling forward. So they're at two and three and four yards on just a normal carry. And that keeps them ahead of the chains, working right along the way they want to, moving the clock and moving the chains, keeping our offense off the field. So we're going to have to, we're going to, have to do a great job of getting them off schedule, making them uncomfortable. And that starts with, honestly, stopping the dive play. So, Coach, have all the quarterback questions been laid to rest going into game three now? Well, I mean, we, we, I think we showed kind of where we're headed. Uh, I mean, Logan is, is, is going to be the guy that takes uh, the majority of the snaps. However, we are, we are going to keep Andrew Peasley involved in the game plan in as many different ways as we can. Um, he's just too good, as you saw there late. The guy's just too good of an athlete to have on the sideline. So uh, I would expect that people will see him some. But, but Logan's going to carry the load uh, uh, of the offense. He just his experience, it shows his ability to get the ball to the guys we need to in space. It's going to be critical this week. I think that's probably where our biggest advantage is, is out in space, speed and quickness with our offense, and, and hopefully we can get the ball in the end zone. We don't need to be uh, dropping balls and going three and out or, or, or settling for field goals in this particular game, maybe more than, than any other. Uh, but we are, we are going to move forward with Logan, and we are going to keep Peasley involved in as many ways as possible. You look at the amount of receivers that have caught balls, including running backs coming out of the backfield. I think it's been really impressive to see the diversification of your offense. Obviously, DT is a tremendous weapon, but uh, you look up and across the board. I, I, I like the fact that you've found ways to get so many guys involved in this offense, and that's kind of up your alley, what you want this offense to be, correct? Yeah, we want to we want to use all the grass and all the weapons, and, and, and we want to be balanced in the sense that that you don't know where the ball's going next. Clearly, we got some guys that are dynamic and feature players, but we, we don't want uh, our, ourselves to ever be an offense where if you take that one guy away that we, we can't move the ball. So we're very, very uh, happy to spread it out and, and make you have to defend the entire field and everybody that could possibly touch it, and I think we're doing a good job of that so far in the first two games. You know, I watch a, a talent, a guy like Savon Scarver, and, and I've seen so many different talents in the world of football that are incredible returners, incredible special teams minds, and sometimes it's more difficult to get them involved in the offensive side of things. What is it about some of those amazing return talents that makes it so difficult to implement them on an offensive side of things? Well, some of it, I mean, some of those guys are just not as comfortable at the wideout position as they are back there waiting for a ball to come to them on a return. Saban, honestly, uh, has been a little dinged up. He, he, he had cramps the whole first game. It kept him off the field. We would have played him more. 
he actually got rolled up the other night uh, with an ankle, and, and he was kind of in and out. I, I can see his role getting bigger. Uh, he's not a guy that you, that 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 is a is a one threat only. He obviously can do uh, other things, and, and we'll keep we'll keep doing that. But uh, somebody has just been has just been kind of um, circumstantial. Uh, but I have had guys in the past that just didn't feel comfortable in that environment, and and that's where you got to be creative and, and try to make each offensive play turn it into a kick return or a punt return, and and that's where creativity has to come in. Whether it's uh, handing it to them, tossing it to them, you know, put them in kind of a different position where you can create those environments for them. That's not just like running a curl route or a dig route that that a typical wideout would do. Not only is Air Force and obviously a really good opponent, but it's your Mountain West Conference opener. Uh, is that another message you have with your team talking about the fact that, hey, these are the games that really matter in the grand scheme of things? Well, I mean, uh, yes and no. I mean, we don't want to put a huge emphasis on uh, on this particular game as compared to other ones. We just want to work on getting better. But, yeah, I mean, conference plays what you do it for. Uh, you you, uh, you want to you win conference games, give yourself a chance to compete in the league and be in the mix when, when the smoke settles. But – I think we're really early in that stage. We're, we're just trying to focus on getting better. We know the challenge is ahead of us is tough anyway, so we don't need to be focused on anything other than just playing the best ball that we can. So, Coach, the one year that I did lose to Air Force, they had a receiver in that game that went for 595 yards of receiving. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why we couldn't get that, that. Slight exaggeration. Yeah, slight exaggeration. <laughs> uh, I don't know why we couldn't cover their one guy, but they had one guy that could just run down the field and catch a football. Does Air Force have something like that? Are they still doing that where they're going to hammer you, hammer you, and then throw one up in the air and let a guy go get it? And Do they have a guy that can go get it? Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Both those. They, they get all the eyes in the backfield worrying about dive, quarterback, and pitch. And then they run a play that looks exactly like that. Yep. And then the quarterback pops up and, and throwing the ball downfield. It, it's extremely difficult to play the play action. It typically is a huge impact on whether or not you can win the game or not. I mean, if you can control and slow down the triple, I mean, that's great. But if you're giving up, you know, bombs over the top, which they obviously have the ability to do, I uh, just watching the game against Navy the other day. First time they ran play action, there were two guys running wide open. Uh, luckily, I think for Navy, they overthrew one of them, but they have the ability. Wideouts are in the 220, 25-pound range, big physical guys that can block but then run by you. So it is, um, it is a true test of assignment football, and then when they, when they do come down the line and step back off, are you in position to rally to the throw, create pressure up front for the quarterback, but – can your can your DBs can they be where they're supposed to be? And that's asking a lot when they they got to come down, take the quarterback, come down, and take picks, and then they got they got to be able to pedal and run and take a post route as well. Man, that's a lot to do. You know, over the last two years, Utah State struggled against Air Force. Uh, even in the game they won three years ago, it was still uh, a heck of a game. But one thing I've always noticed is that you talk about those DBs, those wide receivers. Once they get their hands on you, it's tough for those DBs to shed those shed those blocks and, and try to find a way to get up and help support in pitch and, and those end arounds and things along those lines. How difficult and how important, though, is it for those guys to be able to help out in uh, containing the running attack? Yeah, they're big. They're, their wideouts are basically tight ends lined up. Wide. They're, they're, uh, somebody said they're wide tackles. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> 225, 30 pounds. Typically corners are in the 180-pound, 190-pound range. As a, you know, just physically the matchup is in their favor. Uh, as you mentioned, this type of offense typically gets a lot of leeway as to how physical they can be, 
and 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 the, on the cut blocks and then blocking on the perimeter, you'll see a you'll see a holding call or a chop block call occasionally, but it just doesn't seem to be as often as it potentially happens. So our guys have to expose it, use their quickness in space, and they have to be involved in the run game. We cannot play, you know, with we can't go out there and play with with you know eight nine guys. We got to have all eleven getting to the ball. And uh, that, that and as I said, is asking a lot to defeat a block, but then also be in position to go play the double move or the post ball off the play action. So tremendous amount of stress on those guys physically with the matchup and then assignment-wise with all that they're going to have to handle. You had your first chance uh, to check out your, your new home stadium since you've arrived in Logan, Coach. I know you had a rain delay and things didn't go exactly how you wanted to go, but – What'd you think, and what do you hope for moving forward and, with your home? And, and a hell of an introduction when you turn the lights oh, on. Oh, no too. doubt, no <laughs> doubt, dude. You know what? Great it, little it, addition. Considering, yeah, considering the lightning delay and how much time we had to wait, you know, to, to play, the place was electric. It really was. Um, the student section, and I've been very, very open about this all week. I, I've never had the luxury of being in a stadium, home stadium, with with that kind of student section. It, it's truly. Uh, is um, you know something that just kind of builds and lifts your guys up. I mean, we feed off of that. It's probably why we were, our heads was all over the place early in the first quarter defensively. Just guys were super jazzed up. Uh, I love it. It can only get better. Uh, I think a lot of people that would have been here typically didn't come because of the weather. A lot of people left and didn't return. But, man, that student section did not leave. They were loud and crazy, and we're going to build on that every way we possibly can. Uh, I could not be more uh, pleased with, with just – the environment we have to build off of. Coach, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you tonight on the uh, Coach's Show. Thank you, Coach. We'll see you there, man. Thanks, guys. You got it. Blake Anderson right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.